0: Lighting the path to embrace multiple facets of who you are. This is the Goddess in Sweats podcast. Here's your host, Christine Louise. All right, hello, and welcome to one (laughs) second. There we go. Um, To today's Goddess in Sweats tea talks and before we jump into <clears throat> today's tea which is actually going to be quite funny at least I think it is um, I just want to give you a preemptive as to what we're going to be chatting about today and what I what I wanted part of me to discuss and what I really wanted to discuss today was this <clears throat> you know on on your spiritual path you hear a lot of this you know just surround yourself in love and light and It sounds great, but (laughs) what happens when the love and light part becomes incredibly unrealistic? And why it drives me bananas now. When I first started my path intentionally, love and light was definitely where I wanted to hold myself, but as I got more, or as I progressed more along my path, I noticed that the love and light thing was sustainable sustainable. So we are going to talk about that today. So today, because this is the Goddess and Sweats Tea Talks, <clears throat> today's episode is brought to you by not a tea, but water. And the reasoning is, is because, well, I kind of just wanted to jump on and share this and I started recording without realizing that I hadn't brewed a tea. So today we're focusing on water because and it's actually kind of fitting with the chat today because we are um, I guess it's it's more of a clarity thing and dispelling any of the murkiness. So it's clear, fresh water. <laughs> and I know I'm not the first one to talk about this. Um, this you know, this isn't. I don't believe that this is a new and radical idea at all. <laughs> Um, and actually, I know it's not because I know of other people who've talked about it, too. So I don't want to talk about it from a, a standpoint of what other people say. I just want to share my experience. And maybe your experience has been similar to mine. And maybe it hasn't. Or maybe there's little pieces in there that you're like, yeah, I could relate to that. And <clears throat> to be honest, I've been very quiet on social In all aspects, I've been putting posts out, which is great, but when it comes to doing videos and my podcast, I've really been reserved with it because I've been struggling with my own things that I need to deal with and I have found it incredibly hard and challenging and I'm not motivated to come out and speak and share this, but mostly because of my own insecurities, to be perfectly honest. Let's face it, when we're too nervous to do something or we don't want to do it, it's not it's because of ourselves, right? It's our own insecurities. What are people going to think? And I'm one of those people, I really do care what people think. Um, that's another topic for another day <laughs> with, this, with this whole don't care what people think thing. That I'm going to save for another day because that's an incredibly important one to talk about. So today... Uh, if you've seen the description, I cover a whole variety of topics ranging from personal development, spiritual development, health, wellness, which are all entwined together, all the way to network marketing because that is the profession I'm in. So I talk about it all. But today I want to just focus on the spiritual side of things because this has come up a lot for me. So let's Dive in, and you're probably thinking, Kristen, we've already dove in, so let's just carry on. Which you are correct. One second, Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. grab some water from our beautiful water from our sponsor today, water. All right, so let's talk about this love and light thing. So, I want to share a little bit about when I got intentional about my path. Now, some people I've heard say, you know, I started my journey. In my spiritual growth on here, here, and here, you know, and they can give a very definitive date. I can't give you a definitive date. And the reasoning is, is because, to be honest, I think I've been on my spiritual journey my whole life. This has been 30, almost 34 years of spiritual growth in my spiritual journey. The difference is, is that there was a very definitive time where I became very intentional about it. And that was... Oh my gosh, how old was that? I? I was 19. <laughs> 19 or 20. Uh, when I became very intentional about my path. And I find actually many people around that age where you start getting out into the world, right? You're not in the nest anymore. You're out experiencing things. And many people will start to have their spiritual... They'll just be opened up to a whole wide range of ideas that they weren't exposed to before. And that's what happened to me. Um, now... I didn't grow up in a religious home. Um, Something really cool, though, is my parents, you know, they, there was definitely nothing forced on me for ideas, but I've always felt that there was something bigger than me, that there was a greater power at work here. I just didn't know what it was, and I have explored other areas, and even going to school, I explored, you know, with going to my friends because many of my friends were Christians growing up and I would go to church with them on Sundays. Um, And there was a part of the church aspect that I really was drawn to and it wasn't the doctrine, so to speak. It was that connection to something divine, something bigger. That's really what it was and that's what really I was being pulled to. And what resonated with me the most. You know, it wasn't the rules. It was this connection with something that I had never experienced. Well, I'd experienced it, but it was just a different view of how to experience it. And so I explored that quite a bit. I actually went to Bible camp for many, many years, mostly because it was an equestrian one and I got to ride horses all week, which was great. (laughs) Um, And that's why I kept going back. But there was still that spiritual aspect of it Um, but ultimately the Christian road wasn't my path. My path is different. I don't like to call it new age spirituality, to be honest with you. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm not a big fan of buzzwords. If you've ever listened to me before, buzzwords drive me crazy, um, which is also why this love and light thing. So anyways, that's a little bit of my background as to my spiritual path. So I've always been on the spiritual journey. I have just, when I hit about that 19, 20 years old, really became intentional about it and what happened was is I was starting to be exposed to so many more teachers and one of the common threads was this love and light and you spread love and light and keep the love and light inside of you and you can do anything if you stay positive and affirmations and the challenge was (laughs) on the days where things were not going my way I was feeling incredibly out of sync I found that affirmations and denying how I felt because it was just, oh, it just needs to be love and light. Let's just get into that space of love and light was, a sense, was, was essentially denying myself the feeling of the uncomfortability that I was in and denying that emotion when I felt it, right? It's kind of like, how do I, what's a good, I guess a good way to describe it. If you've ever seen this little meme around <clears throat> that said, if somebody tells you that they hurt you, you... Do not get to tell them that you didn't. It was kind of the same thing, right? It was like, I'm feeling this emotion and yet here I am trying to tell myself that I'm not. Right? And that it's not good to feel that. It is good to feel those emotions because the emotions are feedback, right? We just call them a negative emotion or a bad emotion. They're not a negative. They're not bad. They just are. And that took me a long time to get comfortable with because... Also growing up, you know, I grew up, I was an only child. Um, but, you know, if you asked anybody, and I don't know why I felt like the only child thing was important to tell you, but apparently it is, so there you have it. I was an only child until I was 18, and then my brother came along. So basically, we're both only children. <laughs> and and, and uh, that's, that's that story. And, um, you know, so I had this pleasing thing. You know and and I, f- I noticed that people were happy and more at ease when I was happy and at ease. And so no matter how I felt, I would put a mask on of I am happy, I'm joyful, and all is well, and deny those emotions. But when I got by myself, even quite young, I was sad, I was angry, I was depressed, I was frustrated, but nobody knew. Right. It's, it's like that feeling of you can be surrounded by all these people and nobody knows how you actually feel. It's incredibly lonely. That's where the loneliness comes in. Right. And so if you asked people, you know, what what I was like as a kid and growing up and going through high school, that's the feedback I heard now whether that's the feedback everybody told I don't know that's only the feedback I heard was that oh you know she's so happy and she's so positive and all this which I do pride myself in I do my best to find the bright side of things but sometimes there's just no finding a bright side and that's okay and I had to get really comfortable with that over the last couple years because what i would do is and i still do i mean it's a it's a work in progress and it's going to be a work in progress for a very long time i i have a feeling that this is going to be something that i'm going to work on for the rest of my life my goal is that every time i work on it it gets better and better and better and that i can be more comfortable in letting people see all of it not saying that i need to be this dramatic basket case by any means, right? Nobody likes a dramatic basket case because it's just "Ah, the world is falling apart all the time. That's not what I'm thinking. But I think it's okay to let people see and to not hide the fact when you're not feeling up to par, when things aren't going your way and you feel really shitty. I think it's okay to share that. Do I do it well? Nope. (laughs) Why? This is a new concept like that's 30 years i'm gonna say 30 because about 31-ish 30 31-ish i started really accepting that it's okay for people to feel for you to feel these things or for me to feel these things even though now even i still struggle i mean my husband and i just had a conversation about it today right where i put on this happy facade in front of people but <clears throat> close the curtains and get me at home, which I'm always at home because aren't we all at home right now? (laughs) But you get me behind closed doors and I'm very different, right? I I feel very different. So I can put on a really good mask. And I think that is one due to how I I was as a child, but also in customer service. And I'm going to sneeze. I can feel it coming. One sec. (sighs) Wow, that felt good it feels much better so that's where this love and light thing really started to hinder me when I was going on my personal on my spiritual path and actually I took a long break from intentionally growing spiritually and deepening my connection which I don't think it actually slowed it down I think I actually got deeper but um you know it it was just a more silent side of things and no you're gonna wait and so you know moving forward I started to get in touch with some amazing spiritual people uh, with a job that I was at I worked at a gem a crystalline gem shop and that always attracts the spiritual people and you get all kinds of them but there was a couple people in particular that really showed me that You know, these emotions that you're feeling, that you're trying to suppress, you really need to feel them. Because otherwise, what's going to happen, and what I have seen happen and I have done, (laughs) is the big things that really upset you, or that were really upsetting me, anyways. I would hold on be like no it's got to be love and light it can't be this uncomfortable feeling and i'd push it down push it down another thing would come on same things like no, oh, it's gotta be love and light push it down push it down and then another thing would come oh, no it's love and light you're just pushing it down pushing it down until you get up you know you get filled up to here and then the tiniest little thing sets you off like an atomic bomb who are the people that usually suffer from that In my life, it's the people that I love the most. (laughs) Why? Because I'm incredibly comfortable with them. And, you know, they've seen my meltdowns. They've seen my freakouts. Those are the people who, who get the brunt of it, right? When maybe they weren't even the reason that I'm feeling that way. And so that's where I think this love and light thing really needs to be put in check. I'm not saying it needs to be eradicated because we do want to ultimately have that love and light thing as well but we need to put it in check and put it in balance because i think there's an incredible expectation that comes that can cause a lot of anxiety when you're on a spiritual growth journey because if you're not feeling in the love and light you start to beat yourself up for it at least i did (laughs) i started to beat myself up for it i'm like why am i not this happy joyous person right now well, Kristen, because you're on a path of changing habits and you're expecting them to shift like that and it's not going to happen that way. This is 30 years of habits that you are needing to or that you're working to. I don't. It's not that I needed to. It was a choice. But <clears throat> that I was wanting to shift and I wanted to change some habits and establish new habits and get rid of some old habits. It's not going to happen like that. There's going to be growing pains. And um, a gentleman that I really like to follow, James Arthur Ray, he, I don't remember the exact quote, but basically what he says is your greatest growth comes from being in the crucible of discomfort, I believe. James, if you ever hear this, I'm sorry if I got your quote wrong, but that's the basics of it, is that's where you grow, is in the uncomfortability, and the pain, in the You know, the things that are not so fun. And then the blossoming of that is you get to this space that when you've learned from it, when you've grown from it, you get to the space of achieving what it is you were looking for, which was peace, right? And so I keep that in mind. The other thing, if you're like me and you struggle with that, that asshole in your brain who, you know, tells you that when you're not in that ever, <laughs> I don't even know what to call it, but that constant state of happiness and joy that you are being a bad person and that you're a jerk and that, you know, you're doing it wrong and and you start really questioning things, you get really anxious. This is what I do and this isn't from me. <laughs> I'll tell you who it's from. <laughs> It's actually from Chris Evans. I watched an amazing interview with him on how he deals with anxiety. And it was so incredibly simple, like elementary simple of just shh, just quiet, quiet it out, man. (laughs) Right? It's just shh, shh. And I will be honest, it sounds much better coming from him. I don't know what it is. about about the way he does shh but it is I should just record it and have it in my head (laughs) so that's those are the two things that I'm really working on keeping in my mind is the shh when my brain starts being an ass to myself because it's so noisy and it analyzes everything, right? And it's looking for patterns and if, whoops, and if the pattern doesn't fit what it's used to, it's gonna start bombarding you with all this stuff that may not be in line with where you're wanting to go. And so that's what I do. I remind myself, do my best anyways. Not always, I don't have this down. (laughs) And I don't know if I ever will, to be honest with you, but it's something that I do make a conscious effort of is when I'm going through a challenging time telling myself that the only way for me to grow is to go through this this is where the growth happens is in the pain is when you're in that crucible of uncomfortability and that's what's going to happen and then when the brain starts being a jerk that's the shh, shh, right it's not it's not meditating for 10 hours a day I'm not saying that meditation is bad right meditation is a great tool um, but I find the, for me anyways, the the shush <laughs> to be incredibly effective. And so gentlemen, James and Chris, if you ever uh, hear this podcast, which pff, frick if I know if you'll ever hear this podcast, <clears throat> um, I just want to say thanks guys for sharing that because you know, it's not just me that it's made a difference for. It's definitely not. One thing I've learned in my life is I'm never the only one. We all think we can be special little unicorns, (laughs) but we're never the only one with something. I mean, don't get me wrong, we're still incredibly individual and all of us are very different in our own ways, but there's somebody out there who struggles with specific things the way I do, right? And there's people out there that struggle with specific things the way you do. And so sharing our stories is this is where it's incredibly valuable. It doesn't mean that you're their twin. No, it doesn't mean you're their twin. It just means that you might have a tidbit to help them with a specific area. And so when I was struggling, and I struggled for a while to do this podcast, I know it's been a while since I've done one. And for those of you in YouTube land, yes, this is a podcast, but I record it on video. Why? So I can create content on all the spaces without having to create so much content (laughs) and um and two it gives me an excuse to use these beautiful backgrounds (laughs) because i love them (laughs) they're awesome uh they're so much fun and so you know it we as much as it might be uncomfortable to share whatever it is you feel that you need to share there's somebody out there who's going to benefit Somebody will benefit from this. And so that's where I'm looking at this from is I've been told many times, like even for business stuff, that I need to just, I need to get out there more. And I used to do Facebook Live all the time and it was great. And then I just, to be honest with you, it just fell flat for me. Why? Because I wasn't actually speaking how I wanted to speak. I was speaking how I thought I should speak. And so... I really had to let that go too, is it's not about the what you should do, it's that you do, but you do it the way you want to, because we do have that ability to do it. And regardless of what you do as a profession, it doesn't matter, speak, just speak. Don't do what no doubt does and don't speak. So with that, I think I'm going to wrap it up. So when it comes to the the, the love and light thing. If you're struggling with it and you're beating yourself up because you're not in that constant state of love and light, don't fret at all. It's okay to feel how you feel. And the thing is, is just don't camp out there. You don't want to camp out in those feelings of uncomfortability for too long. That's when you start to live there and nobody wants to live there. But it's okay to feel them. It's okay that you do. It's okay that things make you uncomfortable. It's okay that things make you mad. It's okay that things frustrate you. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't try to suppress it. And I'm telling this for myself as much as I am for you because I still struggle with this. I mean, I just had a conversation with my spouse about it, right? And I've been working on this. So it's not gonna be an overnight thing. It's going to take time and it's okay. Because that's where your growth, your greatest growth is going to happen then. Honestly, it will. Even though it doesn't feel like it, it's okay to feel that way. And just know that on the other side of it, it's going to be better eventually. So optimism is not about being, you know, positive all the time. It's going through the dirt and the mud and the crap being chained in the mud (laughs) whatever it is that you want but knowing that there's something better is going to come of it so keep that in mind if you haven't checked out that video with chris evans by the way i highly recommend it i'll see if i can find the link and i will post it in the show notes because it's fabulous and honestly who doesn't like to hear his voice kind of crushing right now but don't tell anyone that's my secret (laughs) and so um And I, and too, if you want to hear more from James, uh, from James Arthur Ray, I will find his info, a good one from him too, to post in the show notes because his information is incredibly invaluable. And I would love to say that I have a tea that I can link today, but it's water. We got water. And just to let you know what's happening and what's coming up on the next episode, because this is going to be the piece de resistance. And that is our next episode. I have the beautiful... And phenomenal Win Thornley coming on the podcast, and we are going to shift the topic back to network marketing because that is the profession I'm in, and actually, Win has had quite the experience with network marketing as well. And so, we are going to talk about expectations and uh, claims that are made from many in the network marketing professional profession. Professional, you you know what I mean, <laughs> right? And so. You know, whether it's claims about products and this especially hits home for nutritional products, which actually is the, (laughs) where I am in network marketing, mine is health and nutrition, health and wellness, but claims about products and why that's harmful and why we can't do it, how we can do it better, how we can tout the product and the amazingness of the products without making claims because it's incredibly important that we do it that way. And also, the big one for me is the income claims that happen when somebody is being shown the opportunity. Now, I'm going to give you full disclosure here. I have made this folly. I have committed this crime. I have learned from that, <laughs> from that mistake really quickly. Thank goodness. But we're going to talk about it because I want to share some of my experience and what happens. I also want Win to share hers and we also are going to talk about how we can do this, how we can have a solution for this profession because really and truly, if you really understand what network marketing is, it is a phenomenal opportunity. It's a phenomenal vehicle and that is really the key. Is As a network marketing professional, I knew I know that I need to do a better job of explaining what this opportunity is about. And actually, Bob Proctor, if anyone is familiar with him, he is someone that I highly admire as well. Uh, He has even stated, and we can quote him on this, (laughs) that if he was to do it all over again, he would start in the network marketing profession that's pretty big coming from somebody of his stature so why is that why because he understands it and so i'm also going to link a video from bob proctor and richard bliss Brook. richard brooke was able to interview bob on this very topic and it is incredible to hear his insights if you are maybe you've seen network marketing and had a negative experience with it maybe you've read a blog <laughs> from somebody who does not like the industry, which there are many. Uh, The one thing with those blogs is a lot of times they have their own agenda for what they want out of that blog. And usually they're doing, promoting something else. That's what I found anyways in my research. It may not be true for all and I don't want to make the assumption and group everybody into one corral who writes about it. Um, But that's what we're going to chat about. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be recording it on Sun Saturday. Saturday next week, and it should be released mid. Holy smokes, where did our month go? Sorry, I've just realized we're just rolling into the third week of June. Wow, that's insane. Um, so, anyways, it'll be released mid next week around the twenty fourth of June, and you can hear when and I chat about this. I think it's going to be a great podcast. Wow, that one went a lot longer than I wanted it to. (laughs) I was hoping for 20 minutes, but we had a lot to say. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this when it comes to the love and light part. You know, have you felt that pressure to stay in that state all the time and push and reject and oppress your feelings of uncomfortability, of sadness, of anger, and in a sense, punish yourself for feeling them? Have you ever felt that? And if you have, how did you deal with it? What did you do? What What were the circumstances around it um and let's have a conversation about this because honestly it's not all love and light it really isn't um it can get really messy it can get really dirty (laughs) and it can be incredibly uncomfortable but again that's where your greatest growth comes from so until next time we'll see you around thank you so much for joining me for this episode and um a big tardis cheers to you all now i gotta find my button there we go (laughs) (laughs) Take care.